Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Franny Benali. This is Klaus Lundekvam. I'm Matt Letizia. Dean Hammond's here. And you're listening to In That Number. Here is Letizia. with me, Kevin, the Moscow Mush Milverton, and Ray Hunt. Find me on Twitter at Moscow Mush, and my co-host Ray Hunt at Ray Hunt 84 Follow the show at Number Podcasts on Twitter, in that Number Podcasts on Instagram and Facebook. If you've got any questions for the show, if you can be bothered, send us an email to inthatnumberpodcast at gmail.com. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Share, subscribe, and give us good vibes. Let's go. Welcome to another episode of In That Number, episode 119. Kevin, what are we going with? This week we're calling the episode The Night of the Giving Red. Uh, we've had better, but yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'd be lying if I said otherwise. Yeah. Um, today we will discuss the well-earned point on Friday night against Leicester. And we will preview the trip to Anfield next Saturday. With me, as always, is the Moscow Mush, Kevin Milverton. Say hello, Kevin. Hello, Kevin. Happy uh, Orthodox Easter. Yeah, not for us, but yeah. It is here. Wow, I know. How are you this week? All right. Yeah, I had a traditional Easter breakfast, which involves uh, a lot of fortified wine. Um, no chocolate <laughs> eggs. Tasty goodies. 
Uh, no, you have real eggs uh, that you uh, bash against each other. Hang on a second, right? Uh, yeah, you, you we, we're bashing eggs. It sounds a lot worse in Russian because eggs uh, is, is what they call balls here. So there's yeah, endless pure I jokes about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did know that. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe I've had this discussion for a lot of before. Eggs. Yeah, but yeah, you know, for the first time I've seen the in-laws this year, which is nice. Things are vaguely getting back to normal. People are getting vaccinated, and uh, just literally within the last few minutes, met my new neighbours. So we'll kicking off today. Neighbours. <laughs> I think they're called the Robinsons. <laughs> anyway, because we are taking part in the social media boycott, we won't be doing our player and goal of the month for April this week but we'll put the polls up next week and announce it on episode 120 and hopefully we'll have a better title for you next week kevin itn news uh, yes this is itn in that number news okay then kevin itn news yeah i think you want to start by giving me a little bit of talk about the birds and the bees <laughs> we're still going with the birds and the bees then uh, uh, we didn't have any complaints Ironically. yeah okay um yes the bees they are in action now um against everton at home it's um crunch time for them a win would move them within a point of west ham a loss yeah that would be absolutely devastating the women haven't played yet the women's team next play against birmingham city in the fa cup on sunday the 16th of may best of luck to the ladies oh and then of course they've got the fa hampshire sorry yeah the hampshire fa seniors cup against them lot up the road on wednesday the 19th so that'll be a good one some bad news this week uh on sam mcqueen ralph revealed in the week that he will likely never play competitive football again uh, he last played in 2018 when he was 23 he's battled numerous setbacks with that knee injury the acl tear the infection, just horrible news for him as well. For someone who's still only 26 and has gone through hell with that knee already, it's, yeah, just desperately unlucky. And I really, really feel for him. And Ralph was quoted as saying it will be a miracle if he does come back. That's that's tragic, isn't it? It is terrible. I mean, yeah, he's going to be out of contract, isn't he, at the end of the season. And I was kind of, you know, hoping that we might see something from him before the end of the season to reason to keep him there but um yeah that that is really sad if he's not gonna be able to play again i hope they do keep him around uh, at least for treatment um after his contract's up sure. and maybe you know see him into the coaching setup or something similar absolutely yeah just yeah and once again horrible horrible news um fixtures kevin our home game with crystal palace has now been confirmed for tuesday the 11th of may at 8 p.m another late one for you uh and fulham at home is saturday the 15th of may at 3 p.m so both are on sky sports so busy week that week um kevin there's some good news on romeo yeah yep uh he's returned to training despite ralph saying that his season was definitely over uh, yeah, there's a possibility that he could play before the end of the season, but I don't know. Let, let's hope he gets some minutes in because it, it is a surprising one that. But that's that's good. That's good news. Yeah, uh, definitely. 
Exactly. Yeah, I have seen him um, back in training. Um, there are rumours that Ings is back in training as well, but I don't know if that's true. I haven't heard this. I have not. I, I, I've heard that he's training, but not with the team. Mm. So, okay. yeah. Uh, Letizia Kev has been shortlisted for the Premier League Hall of Fame. Did you see that? Yes, and I voted already for him twice. Oh. I tell him. Ah, good, good, good. Uh, Henri and Shearer have already already in. Um, but Kev, I fully expect him to be snubbed, just like he was for England all those years. Just not a desirable club. I just don't think he's going to be in it. Well, I mean, have you voted? Not yet. Right, because so you get to choose six players, and I don't think that there's six players from any one team. So, like, let's say you're a United fan and you vote for the four United players, and you've got a choice of, you know, um, Liverpool and Arsenal players. Uh, I think, you know, you might be a second choice for a lot of fans. Who um, knows? Hopefully. But then again, it's what, what's the criteria? Because you can look at it and say, well, you know, Beckham, he's won a lot. Tony Adams, he's won a lot. Thierry Henry's won a lot. Steven Gerrard hasn't actually won anything in the Premier League, but how can you leave him out? Uh, and Matt Letizier, not even worthy of an England call-up, apparently. But, I mean, Beckham spent most of his career outside of the Premier League. But when he I was in the Premier League, he won everything. Sure. Multiple, I mean, there's, like I said, there's a number of criteria you could, you could say, but, uh, I mean, he's really our only candidate, I think, for... Uh, one of the greatest Premier League players of all time. Oh, I don't disagree with you. I just don't think he's ever going to be recognised by anyone other than Saints fans. So oh, he, he, the fact the fact that he's in there is that's already some credit. And I imagine yeah. that if for whatever reason he doesn't get in, he'll probably you know still be around the next time they start voting people in. Yeah, I agree but, with you. Yeah, the the, the 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 fact that he's in the conversation it, it's it's brilliant. It's good. And there is already a football league hall of fame that he's already in, so I, I think I think he'll get in at some point. Oh yeah, probably some point, but hopefully now it will be good. Um, injury update on Ings and Bertrand. Ings isn't as bad as we first feared. I mean, you just said that he was back. You heard that he was back at training. Um, well, there's lots of games coming up in May, isn't there? So I doubt he's. I don't think he's done enough to get in Southgate's squad, but he could still do a good job for us. Uh, Bertrand, he's got that calf problem and it is, he isn't training yet, but Ralph insists it's, it's nothing to do with him not signing this deal. I don't know. I'm not so sure about that. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, because uh, with Ings, like we, like we said, we saw him come up. We know he's injured and uh, he could probably easily disguise that uh, by, you know, keeping out the picture till the end of the season and uh, we'd be none the wiser. But with Bertrand, he was just left out of the squad for that Spurs match without any mention of it beforehand yeah no mention in his presser no in the presser yeah i mean was he asked questions about it because i haven't really heard an answer he's just said it's, it's a calf problem but it, it's just coincided with the fact that he's not signed this new deal now kev i was really really adamant and i've been telling everybody that yeah bertrand will, will sign because it's not as if he's got any suitors and the interview that he had with adam blackmore mm. uh, that was on radio solon it, it, he said that it, he wants to remain at this club that's not the issue. It's just like the deal will get done, and he hopes it does. When I heard that interview, I was I just put the the whole issue of Bertrand to bed. I thought, yeah, he's going to sign. It's just a matter of time. But why isn't he signed? There's got to be something going on. Fucking hell. <laughs> um, I've, I've got a two cents to throw in. Uh, the B team that we mentioned. Yeah. Do you want to know what score is? They're, they're losing, I'm guessing. Um, yeah, we're playing Everton at home. Uh, Snapchat was sent off in the 34th minute. Oh, good. 
Uh, we were already 2-0 down at that point. It's oh, now, good. Uh, it was 4-0 when I got it up. 3-0 at half-time, and now it's 5-0. Well, they're relegated then, aren't they? Mm-hmm. I think there was no question of that, really, was there? Mm, this is just getting... Oh, ah, just disappointing now, isn't it? It's just to get the season over and done with that enough now. Uh, yes, two things. I just um, saw, saw the news that... Uh, the headline, Gareth Southgate will be able to pick a 26-man England squad at Euro 2020 instead of 23. Just Gareth Southgate or all of the <laughs> team? <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, the squad for the Euros is going to be uh, bigger by three people. Could Prousey squeeze into the England team or, you know, getting both Shea and Armstrong is going to be a um, bit more of a no-brainer. Uh, now that they're going to have more players to choose from. Yes to the above, Kev. I think all three of those that you mentioned will be in their squads. Mm. I I don't expect uh, Vestergaard? Yeah, he'll be in there as well. I don't expect Ward-Prowse to play, but I don't think you can leave him out just because of his set-piece play. I mean, you can't just say, like, oh, um, England being given a free kick. Okay, um, we'll bring on Prowse for this one. Penalties you can. He's a penalty taker. He's not a great penalty taker. He's a shit penalty taker, mate. But, um, yeah, pretty young just for a free kick. I, I don't remember the last time I saw that. No, but not just free kicks, mate. It's like corners as well. Dead ball situations. He's there. It's it's a decent weapon to have in your squad. Sure, no doubt. I would, I'd, I'd have him in there, but, you know, we're both biased. <laughs> he runs himself into the ground on a, on a weekly basis. Definitely needs to be included. I don't think Danny will make it. I don't think so. He's not, had the, he's not had the games, has he? Yeah, injuries, the form as well. He's not the player he was last season. It's a shame that the Euros got moved. But yeah, because he would have been nailed on for that squad. And yeah, one one other quick one before I move on to something that we discussed in the week. But um, seeing as Norwich and Watford, um, uh, they've been promoted. And Bournemouth's still in the running. So as it stands, 83 million in parachute uh, payments is going to be recycled back into the Premier League over the next two years. Um, that means Saints will get a chunk of that. I don't know if it'd be equally proportioned or depending on league position, maybe a bit of both. League position, I imagine, which is um, why it's crucial that we keep, I say keep winning games, that we keep picking up points. That we start winning games, for example. Yeah. Um, yeah, see, a lot of discussion about whether that's fair or not, you know, considering the position that the other leagues, league clubs are in uh, that don't have the luxury of getting TV money in week in, week out, that rely on gate receipts. That's what you get for being a breakaway league. And lastly, um, yeah, I'm not going to talk about it too much because I don't think we need to take it seriously, but um, Duncan Castles on the Transfer Window podcast have said the following. My understanding is that Gerard Lopez, who was the owner of Lille until recently and previously the owner of the Lotus Formula One team, has made an examination of books, looked at the quality of the players of the club, and has made an offer to be worth just over half of the £250 million that Gao has been asking. Um, so, yeah, this is a 49-year-old Spanish Luxembourgish businessman, Gerard Lopez, um, who borrowed almost £200 million from JP Morgan and Elliott Management over three years and left Lille owing yeah. uh, just over £100 million. 
yes, um, they've been playing the Champions League, and uh, last time I looked, they were top of Deacon. But yeah, at what price? I don't think that's an improvement on the current ownership that we've got. And I don't think that Gao's not going to, to fuck off with that sort of uh, pricing. So yep. I don't think we're going to hear anything from this. No, I agree. I don't want, I didn't want to talk about anything to do with the takeover because it's just, we hear it all the time, don't we? And it's, I'll, I'll, but, I won't want to comment on it. Yeah. I mean, if we, you know, if we like a transfer rumor, we can enjoy a takeover rumor, but I just thought that definitely yeah. it's just an insulting one, to be honest. I, it's not happening. Right. Okay. Uh, Lester, Kevin. Yes. This is Klaus Lundekvam, and you are listening to In That Number. Okay, a point, a very valuable point, with 10 men for 80 minutes. Very pleasing, uh, defensively anyway. Uh, changes had to be made to combat the lack of Bertrand and Ings. Stevens and Minamino came in, Redmond comes in for Ings. Stevens moves to left back. Armstrong was shifted into that Diallo role, which wasn't a bad thing. Um, Friday night, Kev. Season's not going like we hoped. We're playing against Leicester. We go down to 10 men inside 10 minutes. All very familiar. And I had that sinking feeling once again. Yes. Do you think that, I mean, it's, it's disappointing because we started really well. We were clearly the better team. Like a couple of great chances early on. Cole Walker-Peters finding the back of the net. I mean, albeit he was about a fortnight offside. And um, just before Yannick gets sent off, Tellem is an absolute sitter. Um, so, uh, I think it was quite telling, no pun intended there, but I'll, <laughs> I'll take it, um, that he was the one taken off for Yannick Vestergaard um, when he was shown the red. It's a ridiculous decision. Um, <laughs> I think I'm, the rest of the podcast is just going to be various ways of, of saying just that. Um, it was sloppy control of the, the let Vardy run in on the ball. Um, yeah, Vardy never had the ball. Yannick Vestergaard gets it. Uh, the follow through, yes, it was a little bit sloppy. He does stretch his leg a little bit more um, just after clearing the ball. But, I mean, I don't think his intention was to, to, to catch him. Um, he does. Vardy goes down dangerous I mean possibly but you know at the point that he's going for the ball and winning it I don't think that you can really reprimand him for that so Vestigard fluffs controlling the ball gets the ball clears it Maka was there to collect it where is this goal scoring opportunity that he's apparently prevented and being sent off for preventing yes Yes, I agree. I mean, well, firstly, um, it was a mistake from Vestergaard. It was a slip, wasn't it? So, yeah. which is, is, of course, the reason why Ralph doesn't look at him when he's marching off. Uh, secondly, you're right. He got the ball. Uh, why is that a red card then? I don't know. The, the only thing I can think of is if the ref didn't see it properly from his angle. It was at a funny angle. But this is what VAR <laughs> is for. This is a major decision. It's, you know, something... This major and this early warrants another look, doesn't it? Now, 
whether the ref has had time to rethink it or VAR has said, hang on a sec, he's made a good tackle there. Neither of them happened. It hasn't happened to my knowledge. I mean, I don't understand what what is the case. I mean, you've just said that he's been sent off because he's denied a goal scoring opportunity. Like you said, Vardy had no control of the ball. He's gone through and followed through. What else is he supposed to do? Not just him. What else is anybody supposed to do when they make a tackle? You are going to follow through. We've had this discussion so many times before. You cannot stop. If you've taken that ball, fine. Vardy makes a meal of it and he's cheating. He, he was down. And they were holding. The, 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 doctors, the doctor, come on. He's holding his hand. like he, I honestly thought he'd done some damage. I thought, Christ, that's Vardy. That's, he's going to be out of the Euros. Mm-hmm. And then two minutes later, he's up again and he's running like his usual self. That hasn't helped the decision. Now, if Vardy had got up straight away, do you think it would have been a red card? I, I don't think no, it would have I don't know. I mean, um, I can't quite remember when the referee makes the decision. But... It wasn't instant because mm-hmm. because Yannick's walked off like he's made a good tackle, and he did. And it, and then yeah. the referee's blown the whistle and then stuck out. his. And you can see Yannick's just kind of like put his arms out like, what? But why didn't they look at that? Do we not? Do we not deserve that? I mean, that? is it that difficult? No. Yeah, the technology is there. I mean, they should make it a mandate that um, before the referee, before the referee makes a decision on a, uh, giving a penalty or not, um, or giving a red card, if he wants to give a red card or give a penalty, take a look and at least make absolutely certain that you're you're making the right decision, and then referees won't you know, f- feel the need to save face and stick to their decision if they're making the right decision. The thing is, I don't even blame the referee for this because he's gone on what he saw and he's going to make mistakes from what you've seen. But he, he, he has the opportunity to go to the pitch side monitor and yet chooses not to do so. But then isn't that the VAR's decision to say you need to look at this again? Well, if the referee doesn't have the power to say... Um, he hello, whatever Bellin setting in Stockley Park. Who was it this time? John Moss. Jonathan Moss, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, all right, Johnny. Um, yeah, give us a replay of that. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, I, I agree. He should, he, he should, but they both should have done it. There should be communication. You said about the mandate being you, you should have to do that. I know you're not going to like this, but back in, in the NFL, every single scoring play is reviewed because they want to make sure they're getting the right decision. It doesn't take long at all. Something happens, you just go and look at it. It's, it. It should be happening for a major decision like that. I mean, I can understand if something's offside or if it's just a, a just a free kick that's breaking up play or whatever. But for a decision like that, for a, a free kick that close to the box and a red card inside of 10 minutes, it needs to be looked at again. And it's 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 unacceptable because VAR is not working the way it should be and the way that they said it was supposed to. I've got no information on why they why they haven't said it wasn't but we are going to appeal it but it certainly didn't fucking help us on the night did it no and And we we could have easily won that game could have done because you said it we started well i mean i felt sorry for teller at that point because he was sacrificed for silici to come on yeah and he had that chance and he like miscued it as you said scuffed it along the ground from there you know we dug in which was massively massively important going down to 10 men Salisi was fantastic. Stevens played great out of position. Kyle Walker-Peters, another good showing. Prowse and Armstrong working hard. Adams and Minamino too, although it was difficult for them to get involved because, you know, you're down to 10 men. The attacking part of the game kind of goes out the window. 
But I mean, they all put a shift in and you know, they did it without anything, you know, anything major to report on. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't exciting. It wasn't pretty. It was nerve wracking. But we did get a job done. Sounds a bit like you in the bedroom. Oh, well, hey, <laughs> uh, how would you know that, by the way? <laughs> um, just putting that out there. I don't know. <laughs> I'm tired. Leave me alone. Um, do you remember? I mean, I put enough for a hypno in your drink. <laughs> um, amazingly, Kevin, amazingly, we, we, we took the lead through a penalty. James Wood-Prowse actually scored one. Uh, decision, handball. Fair? Yeah. Good. Let's move on. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. I mean... I mean, it, it comes off his face and onto his hand, but, I mean, yeah, they're up in the air, unnatural position, all that bollocks. Yeah, we're taking that one. Created your own bad luck there. Yeah. <clears throat> but I mean, even though the penalty was given, that's only half the luck, isn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, I don't know what stream you were watching, but Sky Sports put the, the graphic up that he's taken five penalties and missed three of them. And mm-hmm. it's just there that you think, shit, do I want to watch? Do I have to watch? <laughs> yes, yeah. I mean, yeah, you had one off the bar, one saved, and I, I don't know how the other one yeah, well, yeah. yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, he's whenever commentators say that, oh, yeah, he's brilliant, set beats taker, you know, good at penalties, amazing free kicks, look at those corners. I think, really? Have you seen him take the penalties? But yeah, I was watching Sky Sports um, and oh, fucking hell. I mean, who was it? Martin Tyler and Alan Smith. Alan Smith, yeah. What a couple of wankers, seriously. (laughs) I mean, how many times can you mention 9-0 in this fixture? I think they were, you know, trying to break a record or, I mean, did uh, Betfred have odds on that? How many times they're going to say 9-0? Well, Alan Smith did used to play for Leicester, so I think he was just trying to get a few digs in there while he could. Yeah, but I mean, Martin Tyler, I mean, the, I think Adams was, was played on there and he mentioned something about... Um, a proper course, Scott. You know, starting, <laughs> yeah, proper Scott. Uh, yeah, Armstrong's a proper Scott and uh, Shay Adams isn't a proper Scott. I mean, you can argue about what he, he, he really meant by that. But, I mean, if you can insinuate that because he's black, he's not a proper Scotsman. I don't think that was it, Kevin. But, I mean, he doesn't give any context, does he? I mean, on a weekend where there's a social media boycott. uh, No, I just think he meant because he was born in England. Well, okay, but, you know. That's why I took it anyway. A lot of players are born in one country and play for another. Um, A lot of uh, players will switch allegiance. Um, you know, you can play your little commentator card and say, yeah, just recently made his staff for Scotland. But, you know, going to a proper Scotsman and not a proper Scotsman, I mean, fuck off. You know, give the kid a break. Yeah, I mean, I did think at first, I thought, oh, that's a bit. Mm. Exactly. I mean, you I just, think... just think maybe it come out a little bit wrong. And I think maybe he regretted it as soon as he said it. Well, I fucking hope he does. I hope people complain about it because it's it's not just that. I mean, I'm you know I'm not going to blow it out of proportion and brand him a racist. But if by saying something like that you can justify people uh, whose intentions are to be racist, people who are racist, you're f- giving them fuel and legitimising that kind of attitude. 
Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I like you was a little bit like, hello. But I mean, I didn't. I mean, as soon as he said it, I was like, he couldn't have meant anything else other than the fact that he just, you know, he, he wasn't born in Scotland, whereas Stuart Armstrong was. That's how I took it, and I moved on from it. Yeah, he shouldn't have said it. Bottom line. Not at all. Um, you know, you can just imagine um, a, a Scotsman there going like, "Ah, oh, yeah, go back to where you came from." I mean, do, what, what what does that Scotsman mean by that? You know, does he mean go back to England? Yeah, I see. I see. I see where you're coming from. Yes. Anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, it didn't last long, did it? The lead. Uh, you sensed it was coming because I think Madison was having shots on sight, wasn't he? And it wasn't yeah. working. Um, Evans was getting into those positions and Perez had a shot, which Maka made a brilliant save from. Um, and then the goal did did come. Uh, Johnny Evans. It, it was coming. Uh, blame attached to Bednarik for this. Yes. Yeah, he, there was two of them on him and he just sort of like lost his man, didn't he? What is, you, what is it you said on our chat? I don't know. What did I say? You said massively exposed like Neil Shipperley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, uh, yeah, most of exposed Saints have been since Neil Shipperley. But, yeah, I mean, it was silly. I mean, it was, a, it was a, an incredible um, goal from, from Leicester. It was impressive. You know, I thought that they were going to um, get goals more of question of when rather than if but um it, 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 it's, it's, it's painful isn't it i mean yeah. hasn't been brilliant this year at all no. but he still plays week in week out yeah i'm disappointed with him this season he's been the biggest letdown if i'm honest second half apart from the whole team itself but yeah he's just um i don't know he's lost something and he doesn't i don't i'm not filled with confidence anymore well i mean i know why it is because you can see it you can see it for yourselves um but, I mean, it would have been easy, Kev, to drop the heads from that point. But, you know, I'm going to use all the cliches here, a gritty team effort to deny them. Um, yeah. It could have done with that in the second half against Spurs with 11 men. Um, could have done. But I think, you know, I mean, maybe, just just maybe, seeing that playbook reopened of an early sending off has pushed them, rather than to collapse, they're going, OK, maybe they do know what they have to do and, and dig in, um, keep it tight, stay compact like they did. And, you know, going to half time, nil nil, still got a chance, still in this. So keep going. And, and they and they did. They they learned. I mean, Ralph, um, fair play to him. Maybe he made an early substitution to change the formation. I mean, OK, yeah, with one one less player, he was kind of <laughs> forced into it. But it, but it worked. Um Having Armstrong and Ward Prowse as the two in the middle of the, the field there, you got to kind of worry that, you know, can they track back and defend? Because um, we're missing uh, a Romeo or player of his like who, who can. Um, a defensive guy that can go box to box. Uh, yeah. Neither Armstrong or Ward Prowse are that kind of player. No, and but I feel comfortable with, with Armstrong playing there. Yeah, but because. More than I thought I would. Back. Yeah. I think because because they were forced into those, you know, um, just every everyone sitting back and playing in their own half. Um, everyone was essentially uh, playing defensively, so it, it kind of worked out. Uh, I suppose it did, yeah, and then it, it definitely affected uh, Minamino's performance. Um, but I mean, we hung on. Ch- Leicester chasing Champions League, uh, you, you know, they they've beaten us on two previous occasions this season. 
most recently in the cup, of course. This is a strong Leicester side. And yet, you know, with 10 men, it felt like a win for us. And you only need to watch Ralph's reaction at the whistle. But massive, massive point, Kevin. And it can't be underestimated what we've done out there on Friday night. No, I don't think anyone was expected that, um, especially after the the sending off. So, yeah, it was it was impressive. Disappointing that we had to concede that, um, uh, the equaliser. But at the same time, you know, to hold on for, what, 25 minutes and um, keep that lead, uh, despite Leicester really giving everything. And there were a lot of chances that um, I think we were a bit lucky on a few of them. Um, Vardy had a, um, a great chance that he put straight at McCarthy and, you know, he, he put a foot out to get rid of it. But, yeah, time after time, they came came up against the defence and, yeah, I was still worried, still, still nervous, right, going right to the final whistle because I'm sure we were all imagining that there'd be a last-second goal and we'd come away with nothing. But, yes, it's a big point. Finally done with Leicester for a while now. Uh, n- nothing against them, but I'm just sick of them. <laughs> Ralph's going to book them on. <laughs> Ralph's going to book them pre-season now, you watch. Um, now, like that, and United. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kevin, are we going to build on this? from next week, you know, because Liverpool have to make that Champions League. They have to, don't they? It's crucial. Um, Chelsea winning yesterday, so it's not looking great. Um, If they beat United today, then, you know, City are crowned champions, blah, blah, blah. I think they're currently seven points off of fourth place with that United game in hand. So they have something to play for still. But this could be critical to how they set up against us. Yes. Uh, It's all going to depend what happens later tonight. They are still going to be going for that Champions League spot after tonight, so you feel like they're going to be up for it. I mean, how how are you feeling about this um this match next week? Um, yeah, trip to Anfield never um uh, never not a daunting prospect. Um, yeah, Liverpool this year have been about as shit by their standards as we have by ours. Um, although yeah, more recent games seem to have been picking it up a bit. Hopefully not today. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I, you know, it'd be great if uh, United spank them and take the wind out of their sails and then we can kick them while they're down. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, without Van Dyke, they seem to just um, be quite poor defensively. I think that's I mean, it's a bit of a poor excuse that, you know, they've got one, you lose one player, you lose the entire team. But, um, yeah, only picked up a, a draw with, Leeds and Newcastle, pretty awful. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, predictions then, Kevin. Um, I am going to go for a big, big win. I'm going three 0 Liverpool. Oh, three 0 Christ. Yeah. What about you? I'm going to go for a draw. I will take it. What draw? Score draw. No, no score draw. It's going to be nil nil. It's going to be dollars for fuck. Yeah. Yep. That's what Gemma's gone for. Right, she always goes through nickel, don't <laughs> Yeah, but she's not she's losing, is she? She's going to the football pools, wouldn't she? Yeah, so you're going for nil-nil Liverpool, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Gemma's going nil-nil. What's Marina going? Uh, Marina's saying 1-1. One, one. Okay, I'll take that too. Another prediction for you, Kev, uh, submitted by Tim. He's done an over and under on how many times Ralph's tears in the reverse fixture will be brought up in this game. Uh, he's Ooh. going three is the magic number. Uh, and this is just for the match commentary, uh, not pre or post match analysis. 
Oh, well, that sounds about right then, doesn't it? I'm still going to go. It depends if, come, if it's Martin Tyler and, um, and Smith again, then I'll go. Um, it was just lazy coming to um, I'm going to go uh, over. I'm going over too, and Tim is going for, well, you can find out in a minute. <laughs> um, over to Tim now, and he's going to give us a Liverpool preview. Dean Hammond's here. Thank you for tuning in to In That Number. Anfield. Just, just Anfield. Okay, now I'd like to welcome back Tim. Tim, how has your week been? Uh, I am a Chicago Bears fan, grew up in the Chicago area, and super happy that Justin Fields has done uh, the thing where he got drafted by the Bears. I'm super happy about that. Thank thanks, you for thanks the new- to us. Yeah. Thank you to the New York Giants for trading with us. I think it was all in all, it's a fair trade, and I think we, I think we got ourselves. Gonna, yeah, I think we're going to win that trade. You know. Yeah, I think we are going to be fantastic because you guys need need a better quarterback than Daniel Jones. No, I'm happy with Daniel Jones. I'm happy ah. with Daniel Jones. He's not going to win a Super Bowl, but he's not the problem. Why we're not well, we're not going to win. <laughs> but yeah, I'm happy. Uh, yes. Uh, okay. So Tim, something happened on Friday night. We got a point. Completely uh, unexpected. Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, with ten men, also I should say. Um, but yeah, how did you see the uh, how did you see the game and uh, the, the red card? Wow, I was clutching so hard throughout the entire time. I feel like my butt cheeks could crack a walnut by the end of it all. <laughs> it was crazy. Um, but all in all, uh, I couldn't ask for anything better because you came out with a one, one tie. And if you said that you came out with a draw at the end of it with a one, one, I probably would have been like, yeah, totally fine. I'll take it. But when you factor in that we played with 10 men for 80 minutes, uh, that you got to take that as a win, regardless of if it's actually a draw or not. Absolutely, yeah, and you could see the relief in Ralph when, when the full-time whistle blew that he was yeah. clenching his fist. So, yeah, it felt oh. like a win to him. But, yeah, the, the red card, first 10 minutes. Um, it was how did you see it? Oh, geez. Uh, I couldn't – you know, I, I get it, but I don't agree with it. He, he took out Vardy after the fact, and they said it was a uh, denial of a goal-scoring opportunity rather than a violent conduct. So it's even if they asked it for it to be repealed, he, they're not going to give it to him. So it took him out. Vestergaard cleared the ball well far away, and that's where I don't agree with it. But because he was the last man and he took Vardy out, that's probably why they gave it to him. And Vardy rolling around like his leg has been has come off as it probably didn't help matters either. Um, but you know, go ten men down. Teller comes off, and that's that's bad luck for him because you know he had he had a chance to uh to take to give Saints the lead but but scuffed his shot so he comes off um Salisi comes on and we we go up we go we go go up for a penalty uh correct decision for you oh yeah easily I've said it before there's two definitives when it comes to a handball uh if your hand is above your shoulder and the ball hits it it's a handball if the ball hits your hand in line of the shot being taken on goal, it's a handball. Guess what what both happened in that case? That. Easy, 100%, uh, good call, and we'll take it. Yeah, I mean, if if you're putting your your hands out like that, then you're asking for trouble. And, yeah, one new up, uh, surprisingly so. Yeah, completely against the run of play. But when you get a mistake like that, 
you have to capitalize on it. And Ward Prowse, for whatever reason, is better from you know outside the box or maybe a cor- you know even a corner kick as the yeah. as an assist man uh, than actually play- taking it from the spot. I think you know he's got one type of ball that he hits in, and it's with power and a little bit of curve. So with a set piece taker, I guess they can say, you know, if the goalie just picks the right way, there's a decent chance for him to be saved. Yeah, uh, but our lead lasted, what, seven, eight minutes. Johnny Evans, 1-1, probably what Leicester deserved. But uh, it, it was disappointing because, you know, we were, we were defending so well even before we went 1-0 up. You know, Leicester probably had the, the you know, the, 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 the run of the play. Uh, Madison was shooting on sight, it seemed. Um, but you knew that we weren't going to be able to hang in there for the whole game. And then you went go up, and then you know, so as I say, seven minutes, one-one. Just from that moment, you just think, okay, well, all our hard work is going to be undone. Absolutely. And when at the you know when the when the red card happened, and you thought, oh, what's going to happen? You know, the worst is going to be happening at that point. Deja vu is coming through. Um, all in all, if, by getting a goal. That is just a win within itself. <laughs> and if you said, oh, we would have lost 3-1 after that, I would have been like, oh, we scored? Great. Yeah, we'll take it. Run away and, you know, bad luck on our end always. Typical Saints crashing out and getting an early red card and uh, bad things happening. But uh, Ben Eric got beat by Evans behind. He, sl- uh, he slid right through. Uh, good veteran-level play. And, I mean, they've just been getting – Outside of outside of that, they were locked down. Salisu came in, solidified that left center back role. Stevens did a good job holding off the attack from Castagne and bombing down the right side. Uh, I mean, it, it, it's it's to be expected. And yeah, uh, McCarthy stood on his head definitely throughout the entire game, and they had tons and tons of shots going throughout it. So uh, yeah, it, it's to be expected. Fantastic point. Fantastic point. Considering the start of the game, you thought, you know, it's Leicester, it's a Friday night. Here we go again. Ten minutes into the game, you get a red card. But, you know, if someone would have said to me right at that point, relax, you know, you're going to get a point out of this. I would have definitely taken it. Defended really well. And Tim, the good thing about this is right. Like the last couple of weeks when I've asked you for a man of the match, it's been just picking the best of a bad bunch. But with this one, there were so many decent, you know, standout defensive performances McCarthy as you mentioned Kyle Walker-Peters was fantastic did a, had a great uh, header from across that you know Vardy was right behind him it probably would have scored if, it, if he hadn't have been there Salisu you know in, in, under the circumstances coming in with 10 men played excellent Stevens out of position played excellent um, who's your man of the match yeah crazy to think about that the the defense here is going to be uh, the best <laughs> the the best of the group here you can't take an offensive player once you go down 10 men they just can't they, there's just not a whole lot that they can do going forward so it's not a lot that they just really can so you can't really consider them especially tell going out in the 11th or 12th there to be sacrificed for an extra center back uh, it sucks for him but it was the right play because look at the end result they finally well, they, I mean, they have the experience of going down to 10 men early on, and the last two times it's happened, they've gotten pummeled 9-0. So uh, seeing that, it's obviously a massive win that they're able to take from it. Uh, I can't give it to Ben because he had that fault against with Evans, but all, after that, outside of that, he was he played decent as well. I'm going to go with Salisu, though. He came in in a situation he wasn't expecting. 
he came into his position though that probably is his best role. Uh, Vestergaard uh, has some qualities and traits that are definitely beyond the the, the capabilities that Salisu have, so that's why he's been playing there. He's been there on merit, uh, but going through it all, put it, you know, get thrown into the mix, uh, you know, against it's, you know, it's Leicester, it's a champions league level team. Uh, congrats to him. And that's what I'm going with, but you can go with pretty much anybody in the back line, except for Ben and even McCarthy. Yep, absolutely. Um, but yes, a great, great point. Moves us 10 points ahead of Fulham now. Almost there, almost there, but a big, big game next week. They just keep coming. Uh, Liverpool away Saturday the 8th of May. That's an 8:15 kickoff, and that is live on Sky Sports. Tim, Liverpool, how are you feeling? <laughs> uh, one quick point though is at 37 points, 18 of the last 25 years in the Premier League, 37 enough, points yeah. is good is good enough. So that's why that magic number is always 40, and you know we can we can get there. Uh, we can definitely get there. So, but is it going to come uh, against Liverpool? <laughs> oh, so Liverpool currently sixth in the league right now. So they're in currently in Europa League spots. But the biggest point is that they can easily reach that fourth spot. But easily, it's still going to be a challenge to go, go up against Chelsea, who's currently sitting at 58 um, at the same level, uh, same number of matches played. So they have uh, four points that they need to cover. So Chelsea you need to drop and. Hopefully they feel like they could be uh, Chelsea could be exposed and be focused on the cha- uh, current Champions League season rather than the actual uh, league season. So uh, they are currently six. They're going to be fighting for it. Uh, they don't want to sit back. They're going to try and you know go up on goal difference and, and try to you know, beat us and take us uh, take us to. Yeah, just just take us and go from there. Uh, currently, right now, like I said, 54 points. Uh, last five, they've taken 11 of their last 15 points, so two draws, three wins. Uh, their home form is really good. Uh, last meeting, <laughs> it's the uh, the Ralph tears on the on the pitch mm-hmm. game. So over under three times mentioned it during the broadcast during the 90 minutes that. Uh, Ralph cried uh, after the I won. I'm, 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 I'm and ahhing about it. I want to say over, but yeah, I'm gonna. Okay, I'll, I'll go over because I know what you're gonna go with. Yeah, I'm going with three. That's why. That's that's my th- that's my thought. It's okay. three. I'm going. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go over. Yeah, uh, Salah's their top scorer, so he's been slotting at home, doing a great job. Uh, and they're going to set up in their traditional 4-3-3 format. So you're looking at Allison at the back. Uh, their back line of Robertson, uh, Kabak, uh, Nathaniel Phillips, and Alexander-Arnold. You're looking for that midfield three. That's kind of the biggest uh, what-if, where are they going to go, because they have a slew of options, as we know. Uh, I still think they're going to go with uh, Tiago and Fabinho back there. Uh, even though they're more of a sixes, eights, I think they're going to solidify and just dominate anything that uh, any of those through balls that we try to push through. Um, but I think they could probably focus and have a little bit more of offensive taste. So we've seen Shakiri play at the at that kind of that roaming ten role, but he's better on the wing. So I'm expecting Curtis Jones to come in and start. Uh, so I think it will be, be Jones, Thiago, and Fabinho for their midfield and their front three. So we're looking at Salah, Mane, and I'm going with Diego Jota. I think uh, 
I think uh, Roberto Firmino is going to be on the bench. I think that Jota has more and is the future of the team rather than uh, I think Firmino is going to be more of a rotation option uh, going forward, even into next year. Wow. Hot take. Um, okay. Uh, prediction then, Tim. Uh, going with 2-1. I think we'll still be able to take one from them, either some type of uh, accidental slip by Nathaniel <laughs> Phillips or Kabak. Um, or just some type of good clinical finish by one of us. But all in all, they'll dominate 65-35 possession, hold us to it, and probably have a ton of chances that they missed out on. But they'll, they'll, it'll be more of a dominating game than it'll appear than the scoreline will show. So 2-1. Excellent. Um, I kind of jumped the gun there. I didn't even ask you how, how you think we're going to line up because, of, you know, the red card with, with Vestergaard, how's that going to affect the team? So Solis is going to st- uh, slot back into the left center back role. So look for McCarthy and the starting back four of uh, Stevens is going to sl- slide back into to left back. He's going to be less of a bombing mentality going forward. So you're going to see him slot in more of kind of a three back in with Walker Peters, anything with he, with him trying to push forward uh, down the left side, but Robertson is hard to hard push past. So looking at that, uh, you've got Salisu, left center back, Bednarik, and Walker Peters. Uh, in our six eight sixes position, Armstrong is going to continue there. I've been impressed with him. He can play anywhere in the midfield, and it's fantastic. Uh, really, I'm really happy with that. Um, Word prowess is obviously as well. We're going to see Tella play uh he he didn't get his chance this game and they're going to want to give it to him because minamino can't play uh just because he can't play against his parent club sure. so right. yep. let's look for walcott on the other side alongside redmond and adams up top Shay mcadams um yes tim thank you very much yeah next week uh back to normal uh for the liverpool game absolutely cool and i will speak to you soon speak to you soon cheers mate Hi, I'm Matt Letizia, and thank you for listening to In That Number. Extra time then, Kevin. Uh, we're going to start with predictions. No change, I'm afraid, as we all took Leicester wins. Uh, so that's me on 45, you on 45, and Tim bringing up the rear on uh, 31. Uh, and the wife was... Uh, let's do the same also, because everyone went for a Leicester win. So it's Gemma and Abby on 30, and Marina on 25. Super 6? Round 53 was won by Jonta Keane with 12 points. Um, and the overall is Tom Hennigan on 427. Uh, fantasy football, Kevin. I'm, I was quite disappointed because I was convinced that the Saints game that we played on Friday was part of the previous game week rather than this one. Um, but captaining Ian Atro proved to be a good move. All the same. Uh, leaving Aaron Wembasaka on the bench proved to be um, a silly decision. There's a double game week coming up, so uh, just put that out there. You're still ahead of me, of course. Um, looking at your team, we think we fared up just about the same last week, didn't we? I didn't look, to be honest. Aaron Chilwell picked you up 12 points. Um, Good man. Fernandez was your vice, uh, taking over from Son, who wasn't playing. No, he wasn't. But he is playing this week against Sheffield United, and he's my captain, so I'm still hoping for big points. Tottenham at home to Sheffield United. Son as captain. That's a hat-trick. Calvert-Lewin and Watkins scoring me big points this week. I've got Kane as captain. 
Mm. I've got high hopes for him. Good one. But stupidly, I put James Wood-Prowse on the bench because I thought Saints aren't getting anything against Leicester. And then he fucking scores, doesn't he? So, <laughs> perfect. He's, he's scored more points than my entire midfield. <laughs> Blimey. But having said that, three of them are still to play. No, all four of them are still to play. <laughs> I, have, uh, I have seven players yet to play this game week. So oh, wow. Not really worth talking about. I got five, but yeah, I see what you mean. Um, but anyway, leaders. Um, I'm going to continue. Yeah, so uh, Mitrovic from Matt Markstone, still top of the league uh, in terms of podcasters. Of he's not a podcaster anymore. Let's kick him out. Yeah, well, he's been a podcaster this season. <laughs> he's he's cup tied. He's cup tied. Um, oh, you're not that far behind Freddie in third place. You know, forty points off, and. He, He's there for the taking. Um, Lucy's still top of our league. Uh, Bobby Brandon, but they round us off. Um, manager of the month for April was, guess who? Uh, was it Lucy Hynett? Yeah, I remember the name. Um, yeah, it's Lucy Hynett. And uh, second is Bobby Brown. Um, Don't say although, it. Although, <laughs> I won't. Um, but yeah, Alex Haas is Haas and Hootles. One point off of him in third place. So Go on, Alex. Alex. Get in there. That's good. Um, Russian phrase, Kevin? Red card would be Krasnaya Kartuchka. Krasnaya Kartuchka. Krasnaya Kartuchka. Krasnaya Kartuchka. Yeah, that's all right. That's a red card. That's it. That's it. Splendid. Superb. We shall be back next week to report on the Liverpool game. And now we have to preview both Crystal Palace and Fulham because we have two games that week. So, yes, until then. Up the Saints. Up the Saints. Up the Saints. Up the Southampton. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.